Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 85, Taking the High Road. It's December 21st, 2022. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, podcaster, etc. I'm also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is very difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moskovich. Taking the high road. Well, this is another subject that we don't talk about publicly very often or much. And yet it's an extremely valuable concept if you want to have an amazing life, in my humble opinion. And it's a choice. Now, it's not a choice for some people because some people have so much integrity. They always do the right thing even when no one's going to know and no one's looking. And for other people, it might not be a choice because they're, they have too many issues. So let's really kind of flush this out so you can have some power when it comes to the option of taking the high road. Now, and by the way, you can take the high road even if you have very difficult circumstances. Everything I cover covers you if you have difficult circumstances. So this is where I'm going today with this topic. I'm going to talk about exactly what do I mean by taking the high road. I'm going to give you some ideas of different situations that sometimes involve the option of taking the high road. I'm definitely going to give you some examples of things that are not taking the high road. I'm going to give you the benefits. I'm going to talk about what kinds of people take the low road and what happens when you take the low road. And then what kinds of people take the high road? I'm going to give you a mention of why psychology, a little bit of psychology, is wildly helpful. And I'm going to give you, wrap it up with some suggestions, and then my takeaway and a call to action. If you happen to be new to my content or new to my podcast, I hope you're going to go to my website and enter my giveaway, my current giveaway, because I love giveaways. They're very fun, and I like to do things that are fun, to be honest. Next up is my disclaimer. I am not a therapist or a medical professional in any capacity, and you as a person should get any medical advice or any therapy advice from a licensed therapist or a licensed healthcare provider, of which I'm not, just to be clear. So that's my disclaimer. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you are feeling helpless, hopeless, suicidal, like you just can't go on, I'm asking you to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. I am asking you to talk about it. I am, I'm asking you to tell people and I'm asking you to take the help because there is help available. So if you're feeling that way, that's what's appropriate. Now, 
what do I mean by taking the high road? We, we all kind of have an idea of what I'm pointing to or what I'm talking about in taking the high road, but I, I went and looked up the definition just so I could be clear, and it was amazing. So I have actually five different definitions from different sources, and they don't all, they all kind of point to the same direction and they kind of have the same flavor, but they use some different kind of uh, word emotional connotations anyway so the first one is doing the right thing even if it's not popular or easy the next definition of taking the high road is to behave in a moral way when other people are not behaving morally number three to choose the most noble ethical or diplomatic course or method especially after or in the face of negativity or ill treatment. Number four, taking the high road is defined as a class act during a difficult time or situation. And the fifth definition is to approach an endeavor or problem in a fashion that is above pettiness to behave decently. So that's five different definitions from five different sources, and you really do know what it is. However, there are people who either don't know what it is or they lack self-awareness or they lack something that causes them to take the low road or not take the high road. So, so this hopefully is gonna be helpful on a couple fronts. So when you take the high road, given the definitions I just laid out, so I'm talking about all of those definitions, that allows you to maintain your dignity. So what is dignity? Well, dignity is the quality or the state of being worthy of respect or esteem. It's inherent nobility and worth and poise and self-respect. So of course, as you're going through life, you want to maintain your dignity. You want to maintain, you know, the state or condition of being worthy of esteem or respect. You want to have the inherent nobility and worth and poise and self-respect. Of course you want that. That's a healthy thing to maintain your dignity dignity now taking the high road is a choice as I mentioned in the intro for some people like myself there's no choice I always do the right thing even when it's not popular even if it's hard even if it's painful because I know I'm gonna feel the best I can possibly feel when I do the right thing even sometimes when the right thing is hard. So for me, there's no choice. And for some people, if they have some of the conditions I'm gonna talk about, they might not have a choice either because they're just not awake and aware to their own behavior. So once you have high integrity and you are doing, you know, you're keeping your promises, you're being your word, you're living a certain kind of life filled with integrity, you will just be thrown to do the right thing because you don't want that on your conscience. You don't want that on your mind. You, don't, you just don't want to deal with that.
Now, there are many situations in work, at work, at home, with neighbors, with, you know, all friends, all kinds of people that can sometimes lead you or leave you in a position where you have to take the high road. So, it, you know, it can be in organizations that you volunteer in. It's like all across the board, wherever people are, basically. So it's way more common than you, you might think, although we're not really talking about it. So, for example, if your partner or spouse cheats or has an affair or someone lies to you or at work, maybe it takes the form of a co-worker who pitches a fit about something benign or ridiculous and then blames you. Um, situations where someone is trying to one-up you. And I want to just pause on this one-upmanship because that's common too. Although I haven't done a podcast on that. I've been kind of hmm, wondering whether I should. So I just really want to be clear about that because that's, however, however frequently, it is a source for people behaving badly. So one-upmanship is just defined as the practice of doing or keeping um, ahead of a friend or competitor or rival or like the action of trying to outdo somebody often or sometimes by unscrupulous means and it's like trying to like you're trying to outdo someone to to be more successful more admired or more respected than someone else and it sometimes or usually involves like someone feeling superior or trying to be superior over someone else or to try to make someone look bad or feel inferior. So one-upmanship is, is problematic behavior and oftentimes the people who are engaging in one-upmanship might not see that because they're really so unaware, so lacking in a, a valid perception of life. So I just have to make a mention of that in this podcast because it is uh, a source of you being in a position to have to take the high road. So people gossiping about you are, are just another example. Misplaced anger. So sometimes people who don't have anger skills will, will be aggressive or they'll be passive aggressive or they'll just you know, misplace their anger onto you that is rightfully belong somewhere else. Certainly lying about you and um, people behaving in an entitled fashion and power struggles. Now, <laughs> power struggles is actually on my list to make a podcast about. Um, and so sometimes you're in a power struggle and you're not the one struggling for power. You have the power and someone wants to take it from you or they think they can take it from you or what have you. So not like I've been involved in power struggles, but none of my choosing. And sometimes I'll just say, hey, take all the power you want. I'm out because I don't do power struggles. I don't have to do power struggles because people give me power that I don't want. So I'm like no to power and people give it to me anyway. So, but this is another reason why or a situation where you can be left having to take the high road if someone's engaging in a power struggle. Now, I've just given you some situations and I want to give you just kind of dive in a little bit deeper because I think this will help you understand the commonality because these behaviors or these things I'm going to talk about are common 
We might not talk about taking the high road very often, but these behaviors are actually common in society. So, you know, bad-mouthing a coworker or gossiping about someone, lying about someone, withholding information from someone in order to make them look bad or try to make them look bad, which, by the way, happens at work, it happens in friendships, it happens in relationships, it happens in organizations, it happens. Um, infidelity, affairs, bullying, well, bullying is very common, stalking, trash talking someone, setting up an event or a party to compete with someone else's. Someone else is having a bridal shower or they're having a, you know, a certain kind of party and then you set yours up to compete with them. You get the idea. So these are common things. And sometimes people who are engaged in them will pretend like, oh, I didn't know you were planning this event or that event when, when that's actually not true. But anyway, so there's lots of things that people can do and sometimes will do that leave you in a position to choose taking the high road or taking the low road. As a fan, and I mean I'm a diehard fan of taking the high road, I'm going to give you seven benefits. It feels better. You're not going to lose sleep if you take the high road. You're not going to spend your time, you know, in your mind fretting over it or, or ruminating over it. Number two, it ensures integrity in your life. And integrity is extremely important if you want to have a happy and healthy life. And I have a whole podcast on that. Number three, it preserves and protects your reputation. Like all you have in life is your reputation, your good name, and then whatever physical assets or, you know, relationships you have. Like there's not that much you actually have in life and your good name and your reputation are something that you want to take care of and uh, use care with. It builds and breeds respect. It builds and breeds admiration. People might not agree with you. They might want you to take the low road, but people do respect and admire you when you take the high road. And number six, it removes regrets from your life. I have few regrets in life because I'm very intentional about what I do and what I say and who's in my life and whatever I'm up to. So I don't have a lot of regrets. But if you look at all the research, people at the end of their life spend their, a lot too much time talking about the things they regret. So you, so you won't have regrets if you take the high road. And number seven, it is the noble and classy thing to do. And you want to, you want to do that. All right. So who takes the low road? Well, let's take a little peek at who does that. Like, well, lots of people do it. So and by the way, uh, the low road, if you look up the definition of the low road, which of course I did, it, I wasn't sure, like, is that really, is that a real term? Uh, it is. And it's defined as to use a method, practice, or course of action that is unethical, unscrupulous, underhanded, or otherwise base or vile. So that's what the low road means. So you're either taking the high road or the low road. I mean, there's a, there's middle there's middle ground for everything. But, you know, in this case, I'm saying if you don't take the high road, let's say you take the low road. So what kind of people take the low road? Oh, well, there's lots of kinds of people who take the low road. So number one, for sure, people who are narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths, 
or mentally unwell people. Uh, two, people who carry grudges. Three, people who are jealous or envious or resentful of someone else's good fortune or their reputation or their standing or what have you. Four, people who are trying to compete with someone else. Then we have liars and cheaters. Some people will take the low road because they're seeking attention and doing it in a poor manner. Sometimes people take the low road because they have low self-esteem that's clouding their judgment. For other people, this one is very important and common, some people take the low road because they are not rational in their thinking. They have a cognitive distortion which gives them flawed thinking or flawed view of reality. In other words, their view of the world is not accurate or correct. Uh, other people engage in the take the low road because they have low emotional abilities. So they have poor emotional regulation and they can't help themselves. They have to go do something mean or vengeful or what have you because they don't have emotional abilities. Some people are not self aware. This would be different from having a cognitive distortion. It has the same impact, but there are two different things, self-awareness and having a cognitive distortion. Although if you become very self-aware, you will deal with any cognitive distortions because you become aware you have one and then deal with it. And so they're not, people aren't, who are don't have high self-awareness aren't aware of how they're perceived by others. I could say more about that, but I won't. They are arrogant. They have an inflated ego or an inflated sense of entitlement, which also begs the self-awareness issue. And quite frankly, some people are just evil. Now, there's not tons of people who are evil in my book, but I have a podcast about dangerous people, and there are some people who are evil and dangerous. So that's one. That's another reason. Um some people engage in taking the low road because they're actually a bully or an abuser. Taking the low road could be a sign of that. And another area that causes people to kind of veer off to the low road is that they have either little or no anger skills. And so they're either aggressive or passive aggressive towards you because they're not properly dealing with their anger. And sometimes there's some peer pressure or, you know, uh, influence, outside influence, where people will try to get you to do, to take the low road. So those, that's 16 different reasons why sometimes people end up taking the low road instead of the high road. And if you haven't guessed already, <laughs> I'm not a fan of taking the low road. I already said that. So what happens when you take the low road? Well, number one, you look bad. Okay, you look really bad. And you know, you might also look mean, you might also look cruel, you might also look vengeful or spiteful or, or vindictive. And let me tell you, the people who take the low road, sometimes what happens is, you know, the, the people in their circle will apologize for their their friends or their associates' behavior because they're mortified and embarrassed. So you don't want to look bad and have your friends or your coworkers or your you know, people in your organization or your family apologizing behind your back because you behave badly and you're so lacking in something that you're not even aware that you behave badly. No, 
You don't want that. I hope you don't. So yeah, it makes you look bad. Number two, it harms your reputation. As I just suggested from making you look bad, that people don't want to be around people who aren't nice. That's just the general rule. Now, now people who aren't nice, they typically have some friends. Sometimes they have friends because their friends aren't assertive enough to dump them. Or their friends have been friends long enough that it took them a long time to recognize, you know, that person's really a user. Like, maybe it's taken them too long. So anyway, it can definitely harm your reputation. It's not going to help your reputation. Number three, it can cause repercussions and blowback. Number four, you will look pathetic to some people. I mean, there's no way around that. Not to everybody. I mean, if you're hanging around with like-minded people, which is predictable or somewhat likely, you know, they're not going to view you as pathetic. But the people who have more skills and who are healthier and have more abilities, they're just going to be shaking your, their head at you thinking, what's up with that person? Number five, you won't ever be able to erase what you said or what you did or whatever it was down the road. Now, you might regret it down the road, which is predictable or possible, but you won't be able to change it. All you'll be able to do is apologize. And if you did did whatever you did, if it was public, then people will know. Like, you know, um, number seven, it can mar your professional reputation or harm your career. And this stuff does happen at work. I mean, I hate, to, I hate to break it to you, but I could give all kinds of examples of this going on professionally, which is sad, but, but it's true. So it could definitely harm your professional career or reputation. And it can ruin or harm your standing or your uh, credibility in uh, like the community, your neighborhood, or in any organizations that you're in. And, and the ninth one is some people will lose all respect for you. Like some people have less forgiveness or less tolerance for, for mistakes or bad behavior. So some people are just going to like dismiss you forever. And number 10, some people are going to decide that you're a little too dangerous for them. You're a little not trustworthy or you're not good and so some people are going to decide they just don't want any association with you. So there's 10 things that can happen when you take the low road. So who takes the high road? Well hopefully you're the kind of person who takes the high road and if you're not we're going to get you there because you want to get there. So healthy people take the high road, smart people take the high road, Rational people take their high road. People who want to maintain their dignity and self-respect take the high road. People with self-esteem. People who are in control of their emotions. People who operate from love, kindness, and compassion. People who are self-aware. People who know who they are. People who are unwilling and uninterested in competing with other people. And people who value their own good name and their reputation. So that's kind of like the general view of, well, who takes the high road. So I have some other um, components I want to mention about this before I give you some final suggestions. So 
The next piece is why psychology is really helpful here. Well, psychology, generally speaking, is extremely helpful in life. It can help you in so many ways. And one of the things about psychology is you want to understand, is your thinking rational? It may or may not be. I mean, I don't know. There are a lot of people, many people, who don't think rationally. And one of the reasons some people don't think rationally is because they have a cognitive distortion which gives them irrational thinking. That's what a cognitive distortion is. Now, if you don't know if you have a cognitive distortion, that would be a podcast, which I've, I've already made, that would be worth a listen to because if you have one, you want to get that cleaned up. You want to get it cleared up and you, you can. It's not as difficult as you might think. It's really not that, I don't think it's that hard. Um, but you want to clear up a cognitive distortion if you have one because that means you're not thinking rationally and you've got to bring rational thinking to your life if you want to have an amazing life, if you want to have a happy life. You know, like, you just need to have rational thinking. So, under the umbrella of psychology, there's lots of things about rational thinking. So, that's the first piece, is, is you were thinking rational. Now, if you're not sure, then you check in with people, like, hey, this happened, this is what I'm thinking, you know, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? Give me your thoughts. And someone can say, oh, well, that's that makes total sense. Of course, this or that or, you know, whatever they have to say. So, you know, you've got to bring rational thinking. Number two, low self-esteem, according to most reports, affects 85% of the population. When someone has low self-esteem, it, 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 it's the filter that they look at life through. So everything that happens to them in their life, their conversations, even their thoughts, everything is filtered through, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not deserving, I'm not enough. So you, if you're in a situation where someone's tried to one-up you or done something bad, uh, where you might have to take the high road, you want to make sure that if you have low self-esteem, it's not clouding your judgment. It would be predictable, reasonable, normal, if you have low self-esteem, that it would impact your thinking. So is, is your assessment of the situation true and accurate? I don't know, but that's a good place to start. Now, in all things, hopefully, I mean, I've talked about dignity, dignity and I talked about integrity but hopefully in all things you're going to consider your own reputation and your character because those are not things you want to, you want people to mess with and you are in charge of your charity your character your integrity your reputation I mean, yes there will be bad people or you know unpleasant people who try to ruin your reputation or put a ding in it or lie about it. yes 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 there are people like that but you're going to be having this amazing life so you're not going to give a lot of credence to the low lowlifes who do that or the people who are messed up enough that they do that so in the world of psychology there are some very basic terms or very basic concepts 
that are, in my opinion, extremely helpful, as in wildly helpful, in having an amazing life. So just to, I have a whole podcast, by the way, on basic psychology terms that I think everyone should know because they're that helpful. Yes, it's that helpful. So for example, projecting, gaslighting, scapegoating, envy, jealousy, irrational thinking, cognitive distortions, low self-esteem, tactics of manipulation, passive aggressive or aggressive anger. Oh my gosh, I could go on and on. There's just, I think there's... Well, there's more than 20 psychology terms in the podcast, but these are things that help you because they help you understand people, they help you understand yourself, they help you understand human behavior. It's really amazing and extremely, extremely valuable. So this whole topic of taking the high road is another really good reason, as if you needed more, if you've listened to enough of my podcast, to become self-aware. Self-awareness is the foundation or the beginning step for emotional intelligence. And if you're not self-aware, you don't have any idea how your behavior is being viewed by others because you're not aware of yourself. You're not aware of lots of things. So you will do, most likely, it's predictable, you will do nasty bad things to other people because you're not self-aware. This is a good really good reason. There's so many good reasons to become self-aware. You know, you'll, you'll be happier, you'll be healthier, you know, like there's all the benefits. But, but this, you know, taking the high road or not taking the high road, it's just another log on the fire for why you want to become self-aware. And I have plenty of podcasts that will help you grow your emotional abilities, grow your emotional intelligence, but you want to do that. So under this umbrella of psychology and how it can be helpful. If you're in a position where you have to take the high road or that's what you're faced with, it's most likely almost 100% because something bad or negative has happened. Something hurtful, maybe something mean, something unprofessional, something whatever, but it's not positive. So when you have to take the high road, there's a, a element of negativity or or bad stuff happen. And sometimes it's just cruel and mean and vicious. But so I want to make a mention under the umbrella of psychology here that you identify your feelings. So you could be angry, you could be hurt, you could be upset, you could be feel betrayed or be, feel resentful or all kinds of things. So you want to first identify your feelings. And then you want to feel your feelings. You want to have an allowance for those feelings, whatever they are. And then the next piece is you want to start to process your emotions. We as a society are extremely poor, very poor, at the whole idea of processing emotions. And I do have a whole podcast about managing and processing your emotions, which is close to an hour. And I would suggest that you take a listen to that because that's a skill set you absolutely want to have, should have, need to have, will make your life a thousand percent easier, 
you've got to know not only what you're feeling and allow the feeling, but then you've got to have a way to process your emotions. And I talk about all kinds of layers in uh, processing and managing your emotions in that podcast. So this is very important. And it's very important because what we know is if you're in a position where you're looking at taking the high road, then something negative or bad or hurtful or whatever happened. And when you get to work on yourself, like when you really know yourself and you appreciate yourself and you're happy and someone does something kind of unscrupulous or nasty or whatever to one up you or show you up, you know what you're going to do? You're just going to (laughs) laugh like you are going to laugh. I know it happened to me recently and I was just laughing and then I felt sorry for the person like how sad that's just so sad it's like you know like you pity somebody who has to go through life trying to one-up people like that's really sad I mean so my first response was just laughing like oh you're gonna try to one-up me go ahead have be have at it be my guest I'm not I'm not engaging in that. So it's important for you to be able to identify how you're feeling with whatever happened and then, you know, give language to the feelings and then feel your feelings. But I don't mean like be morose. More people than not would be upset. They'd be angry. They'd be like their goat will have been gotten if someone tries to one up them or show them up or whatever. They wouldn't respond like me, <laughs> but, um, so you want to deal with your feelings, feel them, but you want to process them because what we know from the research is any feelings that you don't process, manage and process, they don't go away. Like you might seem like you've forgotten about it or you've dealt with it, but if you didn't really process it, it's going to lay in wait for you for another day. So you really want to bring the, the psychology of managing and process, identifying, managing and processing your emotions. And one other thing I would add under this psychology is I firmly believe that most people, almost everyone, not everyone, but almost everyone is doing the best job that they can do in life. I do believe that. But what I also know is that some people do an t- incredibly bad job at it. They're like lousy human beings. And it's not because they're lousy people. It's more often than not because they're so self-loathing. Like they, they are so self-loathing that they can't like anybody else. And so they just have this animosity and this just awfulness. So you want to remember that most people are doing the best they can. And you want to get to work on yourself. Because you don't want to be one of these people that people feel sorry for. No, you don't want that. You want a happy life. You want a powerful life. You want, you know, you want to have friends. And you want to be, you know, a good person. Not to say that everybody who does crappy things are bad people. They're good people. I mean, I've made plenty of mistakes in my life. I don't get to cop that I've never made a mistake. Oh, I've made all the mistakes you can make. I've, you know, I've done bad things, but I've apologized and cleaned it up. And it wasn't necessarily a bad thing per se, but at any rate, you know, you want to have this amazing life. And you want to take the high road. And there are things you can do to grow and develop that will make 
taking the high road a natural expression of who you are. And I will also say before, so I'm going to wrap up with the suggestions on taking the high road, but I do want to make a mention that some of the people who engage in this this type of behavior that I've laid out, whether it's lying about you or gossiping or, you know, trying to one-up you or whatever, you know, sometimes they will try to bait you. Like, you know, like they just like, they want to battle it out with you. And I see, I won't do that with people. I'm about truth. I'm about light. I'm about love, but I'm not going to get embroiled in little snits with people because I don't have time for that. So people will, some people will try to bait you or goad you or provoke you into a reaction. And the more you grow yourself and your abilities, the more in control you are of your emotions because you've grown your emotional abilities, people won't be able to get your goat. I mean, they just, you know, you'll be laughing at them and feeling sorry for them. That's, that's where you want to be. All right. So here's some suggestions to help you if you are in the position on top of what I already said, because you definitely want to identify whatever happened. You want to have some clarity that you're looking at the situation rationally, that you're being reasonable, that you're not having some form of flawed thinking. And, you know, you can ask people for that. I mean, I've done that many times in my life where I would assemble a little advisory board to say, you know, this is what my plan is. Does that make sense? Does that seem reasonable? Am I looking at things properly? What did I miss? And why not? I don't, I have no issue with doing that. So you're also going to want to identify how you're feeling about whatever and feel the feelings, but don't be like morose and depressed for like hours or weeks and days on end. I mean, you could be, and maybe it's appropriate, but you want, if the more you build your skills and the more you grow as a person, the less time you're going to feel like doing that. Uh, I promise you that. And then you're going to process your emotions about whatever happened. Now, the things that will help you if you're in the boat where something bad happened, whether it's one-upmanship or infidelity or anything that I've mentioned, you want to boost your self-care and self-compassion right away because that's going to help you feel better. Now, you might not, depending on what happened, I mean, and, and sometimes some of this stuff is really bad. Like, I've had every really bad thing happen to me. So we've decided, not me, like I've had that conversation like, hmm, what bad things haven't happened to me in my life so far? And pretty much every bad thing that could happen has happened. So, Boost, you might not feel like taking care of yourself if something bad happens, but it's the thing that will help you feel better. And so it's a skill set you want to bring to your life every day, you know, no matter what. Like even if you're not leaving your house or you have nowhere to go for a day or two, yes, you're still going to take your shower and make your bed and and be presentable as if, as if uh, you know, some dignitary was going to like, drop in unannounced because you feel better like you and self-care and self-compassion now self-compassion is a whole nother category but I have a podcast on that that's where you tame your inner critic and that is amazing that is like the that is like the bomb that is so amazing and it can be done over time as I talk about in the podcast now the next thing is just really you've got to sort yourself out and part of that is, are you a rational thinker? 
Now, there are some people listening to this podcast who think, oh, I'm really good with my emotions and, oh, I'm rational. And what they actually are, are people that are emotional reasoners. Emotional reasoners, that's a cognitive distortion, by the way. That's one of many, many cognitive distortions. What emotional reasoners do is they use their emotions to reason with. So they use their emotions as if their emotions are facts, and then they reason with their emotions, which is a very, it's flawed thinking, it's not a true reality, and so when someone tells me, oh, I'm really good with my emotions, I have emotional intelligence, I'll go, hmm, and then I'll kind of observe, because that's not usually the case. What usually the case is, oh yeah, they're good with their emotions because they feel them, but they're all over the board. They don't have emotional regulation and they're, they've got a flawed perspective called a cognitive distortion. So you want to make sure that you have rational thinking. Because let me tell you, if you don't have rational thinking, people will figure it out and, and life will go way better if you figure out, oh, yes, I'm an emotional reasoner. No wonder this happened or no wonder that happened or no wonder this or, you know, like life will start to make sense if you figure out that you've been using, uh, if, you know, if you've been looking through life in a distorted way, which is irrational thinking. So get yourself sorted out on that. The next thing, of course, I hope you're going to do is put yourself on the road to growth and development because it's amazing. It's fun. You can have it be wildly playful, get a team, make up a name, have some fun events and prizes. Of course, you're going to have prizes. <laughs> I know. I have a reward system, and I recommend it to everybody because it's fun. Life is hard. Why not put every little bit of fun into your life? I don't know. Because you want to be have life be harder? No. You don't want life to be harder. Next, depending on what happened, you might be well off to channel your energy into something that forwards your life. So we've had something that bad happen or something bad was said or some event or whatever that leaves you in the position of taking the high road. So what's going to help you besides what I just mentioned is to, you know, maybe set a small goal or, you know, do something to channel your energy in a positive way to move your life forward. Why not? I mean, you can take any bad event, anything tragic, actually, or horrible, and use it to become a better version of yourself or to have life be richer and more rewarding, which, by the way, is called post-traumatic growth. So you could take this incident or situation or whatever happened and have it be a springboard for something good happening. And I certainly hope you would do that. Now... I'd certainly recommend that you ask for help or support wherever you need it. I mean, I'm just a fan of that, and I do it because I don't. I know I don't have to be perfect. I know I don't know everything. And I know sometimes someone else outside of me, outside of my life, might have, you know, a helpful insight that, that I wouldn't have because they're them and I'm not them. I mean, you know, you're you. You're not other people. So ask for help and get help and take the help that's offered. And just remember, always remember, 
you are always going to be better off by taking the high road, even if other people persist. And I've had that happen where, oh, no, no, you should do this. Oh, no, you should do that. And it's not the high road. Okay, that's never going to, it's never going to be the best thing. So you always want to take the high road regardless of people recommending you do something, you know, on the low road. And so for here's my takeaways. It's time for you to realize that you won't ever regret taking the high road. I mean, if you can come up with an example of taking the high road and someone regretting it, please pop it on my you know, let me know, because I would be very interested in that, like extremely interested in that, like, oh my gosh. So takeaways, you're not going to regret taking the high road. And, and it's time for you to recognize it's a choice and you can choose to be the better person. You can choose to take the high road starting right now, even if you've never done it in the past. And, you know, maybe you need to get a team or, you know, make a little journey out of this. I mean, I hope you would because you want to have this great life. And for my call to action, I'm asking that you share this podcast with other people so they can start to have a better, happier, more inspired and empowering life. That's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 85, Taking the High Road. I certainly hope you're going to take the high road because it's always the best option. It's always the better thing to do. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically because I know you're not going to miss one. You're not going to want to miss one. And go to my website and uh, sign up for my giveaway. Hang in there for now. You got this. Love you.